the NFL has released its schedule for 2020. Anthony Jennings becomes the first player from Alabama's draft class to sign his rookie deal. We've got Tua Tagovailoa, who's already making history before even taking a snap in the pros. And happy Mother's Day weekend to all the mothers, grandmothers, and aunts out there showing y'all the love. It's Friday! So you know what time it is. Time to get the Alabama football fix on what is the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information you will find anywhere. That being in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, coming to you from Tuscaloosa, streaming this through YouTube and speaking. Of YouTube, go ahead right now and smash that subscribe button if you are new to the channel and the network, and turn on your notifications so that you can get the best in alerts, updates, analysis, recruiting news, whatever you want to find out on the Crimson Tide. So if you're new to the channel, new to the network, go ahead right now, hit that subscribe button, and turn on those notifications. But it's Friday, and I'm always joined by the man that stirs the drink, John Ivory, the maestro John. What's going on, buddy? It's Friday. Hey, man, ready for this show, man. Really excited for old time, man. Let's light the chat up. We're ready to get this thing rocking and rolling here, ladies and gentlemen. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. That's right. 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard. Phone lines are open and flowing. 205-448-1358. The number once again, 205-448-1358. Going to be joined here later on by former Alabama defensive lineman and head coach of Bessemer City High School, that being one Rudy Griffin. We'll also be joined by the, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, one Justin Smith, that's the Crimson Tide, picking up a big commitment and its fourth commitment for the 2021 class. Another receiver from the South Florida area has decided to give his yes to Nick Saban. And the Crimson Tides. Looking forward to speaking with Justin here later on. But first update of the day, we start off with one Tua Tagovailoa, the Alabama quarterback, making history before he even takes a snap on the football field for the Miami Dolphins. It's Tua. According to NFLShop.com, has the highest-selling jersey on the market right now. People are buying it like hotcakes. The aqua green number one jersey and the white number one jersey for two are both selling at an alarming rate. Once again, this comes from NFLShops.com. Behind Tua, you've got Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His jersey selling highly as well. But Tua leading the way in terms of Jersey sales, there shouts out to one Tua Tungabangoa. Along with that, how about Anthony Jennings, the former Alabama outside linebacker, becoming the first Crimson Tide player, former Crimson Tide player from this draft class to officially sign his contract, his rookie deal. The New England Patriots have inked Jennings to a four-year deal worth $4.3 million. Jennings was taken in the, in the third round, pick number 87 overall by the Patriots as he takes over over for the departed Kyle Van Noy. So Jennings already bringing in the money, signing his rookie deal. 
And last but not least, during the updates, former Alabama defensive back Nigel Knott deciding to give his commitment to East Carolina University, going to the American Athletic Conference. Knott, after four years with the Crimson Tide, his career was hindered by injuries, had a knee issue early on, other medical mishaps as well. This past year, he was disqualified medically to play, did not play at all the 2019 season, but fully healthy now has earned his degree, and the once four-star from Madison, Mississippi, has decided to take his talents to East Carolina University. So, congrats to Nigel Knott going to ECU. But, we now jump head first, feet first, I should say, into the first topic of conversation as we got the Alabama secondary, and we look at one, Patrick Sertan second. And uh, should he make this move, or should Alabama transition him from outside corner to nickel corner, slot corner, in that star role? And I think they need to, and this would be a good move, a great move, actually, due to the fact that I got a chance to speak to a couple of close sources, respectable sources of mine that have a lot of knowledge within this program, and... uh, According to them and what I've been told by them, Nick Saban has been wanting to do this for quite some time, has not got around to doing it, but has been wanting to take Sertan and move him from outside corner into that nickel slot corner, that star role on the defense to create more diversity, to create more versatility, to get more guys on the field. Coach Saban has always been one for, we got to get our best defenders. We got to get our best athletes. We got to get all of our playmakers on the field, especially from a defensive defensive perspective. When you look at the secondary, you got to have more guys that can take the angle away, right? You got to have more guys that can help and run support, that can affect the quarterback if need be, but most importantly, have more guys in the secondary that can defend the speedy, physical, big play wide receivers play the ball as it's in the air and create turnovers on the football field and despite Sertan's size at 6'2", 203 pounds. He's probably put on more weight as we are in the offseason. But despite his size here at 6'2", though he has the ability to be a lockdown outside corner, there were moments last year where he had his struggles there. And uh, his freshman year... Of course, we saw it in 2018, made the all-SEC freshman team his sophomore year this past season, a decent year. He did have 42 tackles, did have eight pass breakups. He did have three forced fumbles, two interceptions, but there were also moments last year where he would be in phase, he would be in pocket, he would be at the right spot, and whether it was a wide receiver going up over the top of him making a catch or, you know, a wide receiver just, you know, wanting the ball more on the outside. There were even some moments where maybe a wide receiver got, you know, a little bit too handsy and pushed off. Officiating staff didn't see it. Whatever the case may be, he did not have the best sophomore year in terms of, of, of imposing fear upon receivers than what he had his freshman year. So that move to inside corner, slot corner could be, or to me it will be a better spot for Sertan as a whole. And st- starting this off in it being a better spot, it being a better move for Alabama moving him to slot corner is 
it would give Nick Saban the opportunity to have more freedom for a Josh Job. Josh Job is somebody at 6'1", you know, 190 pounds from the Florida area. Job of whom, a physical guy, he takes pride in getting in the skin and frustrating wide receivers and uh, uh, confusing wide receivers. And not, not just that, but having that physicality to, you know, rough some guys up there on the field. He loves to jam, loves to be, loves to press, loves to be physical at the, at the line of scrimmage. And while he's got that passion on the field and you love the passion that he brings, the thing that Joe is going to have to get a, a handle on is playing with the motion, not being emotional, and not allowing his physicality to bleed into getting called for defensive holding or defensive pass interference, flags like that, to where if you if you watch him play, and, and this is just for the purposes of officials, referees, officials will let defensive backs and receivers hand check. Hand fighting is fine. Both guys are battling for position, jockeying for position. They both want to try to make a play on the ball. So hand checking, officials will let you fist fight. Officials will allow the first five to seven yards of, of jamming, of being physical, of trying to keep the receiver from coming off the line of scrimmage. They'll allow that. Officials will even allow a slight tug or a slight snag at the jersey as long as you're not impeding that receiver or not allowing that receiver to have a chance to make a play on the ball as you're trying to have a chance to make a play on the ball. So as long as both parties are getting that opportunity to catch the football, make a play on the ball in question, officials are fine with any type of physicality being done as long as, as, long as the receiver is not impeding the DB. Defensive back not impeding the receiver. So for Josh Job. As much as he wants to be physical, we know he can be a dog on the field, and the fans as well as the coaching staff, they don't want him to lose that edge, but at the same time, you know, be wise out there in not allowing the physicality to bleed into you getting flags in the field. But here's a guy that does have the outside presence to frustrate wide receivers. Along with Josh Job, you have a guy in uh, Ronald Williams Jr. of whom uh, Nick Saban, when he recruits JUCO guys, he recruits them to play. He recruits them to star. He, he does not recruit JUCO guys to sit them. And uh, Williams coming from one of the best junior colleges in Hutchinson Community College. So he's got experience here. And uh, – you remember Dion Blue, uh, also John Fulton, and on top of that, Savion Smith, just a couple of guys that come to mind here, came from junior colleges. They came to the University of Alabama. Nick Saban immediately played those guys, and those guys had impact, and those guys made solid plays. Did they have their mistakes on the field? Yes, they did, but did make solid plays on the, the football field. So when you look at Job and Ronald Williams moving Sertan to star gives those guys a chance to come on the field and show they can be locked down, shut down, island corners, dominating their respective side of the field. And how this would go in to help Patrick Sertan would be, case in point, look at Minka Fitzpatrick for just a moment here. When Sertan came from Florida, Plantation, Florida, to you know Alabama in the 2018 class, the guy he was mostly compared to was Minka Fitzpatrick. Sertan at 6'2", 203, Fitzpatrick at 6'1", 207, so similar body type there. 
Fitzpatrick from New Jersey. He played at St. Peter's Prep School. And that program, uh, the system that was ran there was highly similar to the system being ran in Alabama. So he came in already pretty knowledgeable in 2015 of what's going on with the Crimson Tide program in the secondary. And when he came in, she literally just about beat out two guys at two different positions. He beat out Tony Brown for the star role and almost beat out Marlon Humphrey to start at that you know corner spot opposite. Eight interceptions, including four return for touchdowns. And this is all coming from that slot corner spot. And then the 2017 year, he's transitioned over to safety, has a great year. It ends up being drafted in the first round of a 2018 venue by the Miami Dolphins. Of course, now he's turning up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Fitzpatrick playing multiple roles enhanced him. Derwin James playing multiple roles at Florida State enhanced him as he got picked up by the Chargers. And then Isaiah Simmons playing multiple roles on defense with the Clemson Tigers enhanced him as well. So in the NFL, the more spots you can occupy, the more spots you can play, the more diversity, versatility that you have, the more marketable you, know, you become at the next level just in terms of you know, the NFL, so then there's that. And then, uh, when you look at just how the production of wide receivers is coming across nowadays, most guys are getting their damage done in the slot. At Alabama, Jerry Judy got his damage done in the slot. So did Henry Ruggs, so did Jalen Waddle, among the guys that were drafted in this recent venue, C.D. Lamb of Oklahoma, also Justin Jefferson of LSU, got the damage done or, pro or the primary damage done in the slot. So when you have a guy like a Patrick Sertan at 6'2", long arms, good wingspan, intelligence, great speed, more so of his skill set, right, on outside corner, you're kind of limited. When you're slot, when you're slid inside, now you can go over the left, you can go to the right, you can back pedal straight up. More of that skill set is now unlocked inside the slot because you're going to have a chance to really frustrate kind of the opponent's best receiver from that inside, from that inside corner roll. Because for slot guys, they got to worry about, are you taking away my inside? Are you taking away my outside? Can I run this slant? Can I manipulate you this way? Can I set you up this way with my footwork? A lot is put on the brain of a slot receiver. A lot is going to be required of a slot receiver. So you're putting your best defensive back at that star role, at that nickel role. You're going to give Sertan a chance to frustrate the opponent's best weapon in a spot where they feel the most comfortable at. So this helps out Alabama and the ability to get more guys on the field, to have more versatility, more diversity on the field, especially in the secondary. And this gives Sertan an opportunity to be able to turn up, make himself more marketable, not just for the NFL, though that is his goal to get to the National Football League, but also be able to take away an opponent's best receiver. And uh, going back to the sources I've spoken with, Sertan's father, Patrick Sertan Sr., who played 11 years in the league for both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins, he's actually been working with Sertan second on specific drills, specific training, specific technique just coming from that slot, that nickel corner position. So 
Alabama was to move Sertan inside. Be huge for Bama. Be huge for Sertan as it looks to contend for a national championship in the upcoming season. But, folks, that's going to take us to our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Just getting started here. Don't touch that down on a Friday. Upon our return, we dive into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns right after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. As we're back in from the break here in my own words, the podcast, how to show them the streets, touchdown Alabama magazine. Get a little bit of news here as Alabama quarterback Talia Tungavangoa has entered the transfer portal. Talia Tungavangoa, younger brother of Tua Tungavangoa, the four-star from Thompson High School in Alabaster, has entered the transfer portal. Talia got a chance to play quite a bit, you know, last season. He did have a touchdown pass to uh, Jalen Waddle, not Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, excuse me, against Western Carolina. But Leah is in the portal and uh, kind of had an idea that this was going to happen just due to Leah had a much more of an uphill battle you know, than his brother. When you look at Tua, Tua was competing against, I know, Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts, but Mac Jones at that time over an afterthought, and Jalen, though he was a great you know, quarterback, was more of an athlete than a precision passer. And, of course, we all saw when Tua took the field in the 2018 college football playoff title game off the 17th season, you knew right then that you know Tua was the guy moving forward as opposed to Leah where – you're now, he was then facing a Mac Jones that was no longer an afterthought, a guy that could definitely get the job done as the starting quarterback, but not just Mac Jones. You're trying to fend off a Bryce Young, who everybody highly excited for, a five-star out of, you know, Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, California. And then behind him, you've got a Paul Tyson who you have to fend off. And just me personally, I feel like Paul has a much better arm than Talia has. So, Leah in the transfer portal right now. The news coming in here from the, the news breaking in here as we're announcing here on In My Own Words, the podcast, Talia Tungabangoa in the transfer portal. What school will he choose? Not Sure, as of right now, but what I was being told, according to close sources prior to the show starting, was Maryland could be an option. Coach Loxley, he was here for the Crimson Tide as from 2016 to 2018. You know, 2017 and 2018, he was the co-offensive coordinator in 2017, the OC for the 2018 season. So keep your eyes on the University of Maryland. The Maryland Terrapins is an option there for Talia, but Leah has entered 
the transfer portal. But 205-448-1358, and I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358, and we start with our first caller in the queue, that being Waylon. Waylon, my man, it's Friday. Brother, how you feeling? I'm feeling good here on this Friday, Mother's Day weekend there. Stephen, how's everybody down at TDA and all these bad rumors about Talia leaving us here? You got to fill my ears full. Tell me what is, what's going on down there, man. I mean, it, it, it is crazy right now, Waylon. The news coming out, Talia has entered the transfer portal, Talia Tangabangoa. And uh, as I mentioned before, He's a highly talented young man, four-star guy. You know, Nick Saban recruited him to the University of Alabama for a reason, and uh, it's just with him, uh, it was going to be an, an upfield battle because you're not just trying to beat out Mac Jones, but you're trying to fend off a of Bryce Young. You're trying to keep yourself ahead of a Paul Tyson, of whom, in my opinion, Paul Tyson, to me, a bit better than Talia, and uh, here's another reason why you need to have spring football because spring ball would have given Leah an opportunity to really show you know what he can do and fight and compete and try to keep himself in the uh, you know better positioning of that quarterback room. But not having spring really hurts him because he doesn't know where he stacks up, and when you don't know where you stack up at. Fear creeps in, uh, uncertainty creeps in, and now we have Talia in the portal. Yeah, I, I sort of had a bad feeling uh, that he was going to go. Uh, we had talked about that before, and, uh, well, we always uh, wish everybody the uh, best of luck wherever he goes. I've got a feeling it probably could be the, uh, I don't think probably Florida State, uh, not Florida, I think probably could be Florida and Miami, but I may be leaning towards Miami. What do you think? I mean, F Florida could be there. Miami could be there. Maryland's an option. Coach Locks is in Maryland. Uh, LSU, hopefully not LSU, but LSU is an option. So there, there are options out there for Talia. It just comes down to which school will present him with the best fit. I mean, um, as much as you would like to keep all everybody on your roster for depth purposes, but we're in a day and age, you know, and where these young men they want to play and they want to go to the school that gives them the best option to play immediately. Yeah, that's exactly right. He'll he'll be able to walk right on and start playing without the spring practice that hurt us. But I know big show today. We got to be moving on, and we didn't do a Alabama poem today. We pull one out of the book here since it's our mother's day weekend we're gonna do us a little short mother's day poem out there to remember our mothers that's with us and passed on and we'll uh we'll end it up like that on a this beautiful uh, sunny friday evening and i uh, hope everybody enjoys this <clears throat> let me get on here steven sorry about that wonderful mother is called uh, God made a wonderful mother, a mother who never grows old. He made her smile of sunshine. He molded her heart of pure gold. In her eyes, he placed bright, shining stars. In her cheeks, for roses, and uh, for roses, you see, God made a wonderful mother. He gave her to you and me. That tug there, Wayne. That tugged at the heartstrings. That tugged at the heartstrings with my man. You still, you still with us, Waylon? Yeah, I'm still, still with you, brother. Take your time, brother.
you got to remember when they're uh, when they're gone, you can't. Uh, there's a lot of things you can't say. Uh, just uh, just remember that it's a good show. TDA is always a good show. A lot of good people on here, and <laughs> I have a lot of fun. But uh, sometimes you have to get down to the serious business, and uh, I hate to bring everybody down on a Friday evening, but. Uh, Remember those mothers, and uh, I'll catch you Monday evening, bro. Be safe, okay? You do the same, Wagon. We appreciate you. Wagon giving us a, a touching tribute there, the poem there in honor of of Mother's Day, as it is Mother's, as it is Mother's Day weekend. 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in and let your voice be heard on a Friday. 205-448-1358 is that number to call in to get in on the conversation. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. But continuing the topic that is Talia Tungavangoa in the transfer portal. And uh, while we all kind of knew or had an idea this was, this was going to happen, it is still kind of interesting because I remember – you know, uh, Nangu Tangavangoa, you know, the father, the patriarch of the family. I remember he had an interview, if it was, uh, I think it was uh, WBRC Channel 6, I think it was Fox 6 that he interviewed with, and he was talking about how, you know, Lee is a competitor, Lee is a fighter, Lee is a, a, a tough young man, he, he wants that competition, you know, he wants that pressure, he, he, he wants kind of you know, the deck stacked up against him and, and, and proving that he can fight and, and win the job and and take that job, and, you know, the family was looking forward to seeing, you know, him compete, him battle, and him try to fend off a Paul Tyson, fend off a Bryce Young, beat out a Mac Jones, and be uh, the starting quarterback. I remember when Tua spoke at his, uh, at his, uh, you know, I remember when Tua was at the Malmore facility, and he spoke on making his decision to declare for the NFL draft back in January, January, February. He talked about how, you know, guys are still, you know, another tongue of Angola on the roster. Here's my brother, Talia, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what this quarterback race can do. But right now, the younger tongue of Angola in the transfer portal. We're going to go to another phone call here in the queue. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast on a Mother's Day weekend. What's going on? Good evening, uh, Stephen and John. How you guys doing this wonderful Friday evening? Doing well. Getting ready for Mother's Day, celebrating the mothers, grandmothers, aunties, great-grandmothers, everybody that played a motherly role in our lives, man. Shouts out to every last one of you. Awesome. Thank you. That is wonderful. This is one of your Perry County, Alabama fans, and I just just want you to know we're enjoying this show and you're doing an outstanding job and just keep up the good work and just want to wish you all the best and show mother those mothers of love and keep giving us that uh, Alabama sports and keep us on our toes and just have a great, great weekend. Love you much. Appreciate the call coming from Perry County. You know, I've, I've been to Perry County quite a few times in my life, so we got a Perry County caller calling into the show. But, but uh, we're going to go to a break here. On the show, don't touch that down. Still keep it locked right here. Upon our return, we sit down with Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman and uh, head coach of Bessemer City High School, talking some Crimson Tide football with him after this.
for delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter in Crimson to Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action here on a Friday. Hottest show on the streets. Best form of Crimson Tide football. News, notes, and information as we go to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up another legend, another great individual, and a close friend of mine, former Alabama defensive lineman and the head coach of Bessemer City High School. My man, Rudy Griffin. Rudy, my brother, welcome into the show. Man, I hope you're doing fantastic. Man, I'm I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me too, man. It's it's always good to hear from you, man. Always great to have you on here. So we got Rudy Griffin here on the phone lines and and coach as the news just hit just hitting here with uh, Talia Tongavangoa, younger brother of Tua, entering the transfer port of the four star who played at Thompson High School in in Alabaster. Did you ever get that chance to compete against Talia or coach against Talia? And if you did, uh, just talk about, you know, the playmaker that he is, the uh, the young man that he is, the quarterback, the talent that he is, and, uh, you know, how tough it is at times to kind of, you know, wait your turn, especially when you want to play immediately. Oh, yeah. I got a chance to see that joker twice. And, uh, Man, he's a heck of a football player, man. There when he was at Thompson High School, his his uh, senior year, and uh, he did an outstanding job there, man. And and uh, you know, led, I think led him to the to the state championship there. And uh, but he's a heck of a football player now. Now, what could what could Alabama be potentially losing in Tongia, especially if he you know remains in that transfer portal, goes elsewhere? Aside from depth purposes, what could the tie be losing in Tongia? Man, I, I can tell you this, and this is this is no slight on nobody, man. One thing about University of Alabama, man, I mean, it's a uh, it's kind of the next man up, you know, uh, system there, man. So you know, it's going it's going it's going it's going to suck that he leaves. You know, just being a you know a mature guy, but you know how it is. You know, I know how Nick Saban does things, man. It's the next man up approach, man. So they Alabama would be okay. We got Rudy Griffin here on the phone lines. If you're just tuning in to In My Own Words, the podcast, former Alabama defensive lineman and the head coach of Bessemer City Schools. And Coach Coach Griffin, speaking of next man up, going to that offensive line here for the Crimson Tide, you coached somebody at Hewitt Trustville High School that was a junkyard dog. And I'm talking about Pierce Quick. And I remember you and I talked about Pierce off the air a couple of couple of weeks back, and you spoke on this young man is going to be a three-year player. He's going to go to the National Football League. He's going to make money because this guy has it. Tell us about Pierce Quick. What makes him special in, in, in the coming years, especially starting this year on that offensive line? 
Well, first of all, I've never seen, you know, no big guy, uh, especially in high school, worked as hard as he did. Um, and he has he has the mentality where he literally wants to embarrass you as an offensive lineman. I mean, he wants to. I mean, he wants to let you feel it. Your parents feel it, and and your grandparents. Um, but he's gonna be. He's one of those guys I know, man. He's gonna have a chance to get out there, and everybody's gonna everybody's gonna know his name, and and uh, he'll do his deal, and he'll be drafted early, early in the NFL. Now, with the with the uh, move of Talia to the portal, this opens up another guy that you were on the same field with that you helped coach, and that being one Paul Tyson. Now, Paul, Paul doesn't get a lot of media attention. He's ignored in terms of the press clippings, but I've watched tape on this young man. I see three to four pro quarterbacks in his game. You coached him at Hewitt Trustfield. Let the people know that Paul Tyson is nothing to sneeze at here. Well, I can tell you this, you know, and I had a chance to, you know, compete, compete against him. Uh, when I was at Trustville, I was defensive coordinator there, and uh, he used to shred us up. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Paul Tyson will—he's um, going to be something special. He—he he will—he will show his his skills on in, at Alabama in the near future, man. And I—and you know, I got a chance to uh, to see him uh, this summer when he, when he let out for the break, and I was just impressed at how big he's got. I mean, he looks like an NFL quarterback right now, like he can suit up on Sundays. And uh, he's he he has he has all the intangibles. I just I'm just waiting for a shot, which I know is going to happen soon. Now, just you know, from your uh, from your perspective, coach, is there a reason as to why you know Paul does not get more attention, does not get more looks, does not get more you know time put in toward him? in terms of, of getting that opportunity? Because I know it's got to be stressful to where he knows he's got the capability. Players around him knows he's got the capability. You know, kind of what what's causing him not to get that attention? Well, I, I don't know. I know he got a lot of attention as far as coming out of high school. And uh, you know how it is when you, when you get to college, man. He, he was young. He was, a, uh, he was a freshman. So he came in, and, and of course, you know, you're not going to play a whole lot as a true freshman. Um, but uh, I know just right now, as far as all the, all the intelligible, as far as, you know, off the field, you know, just a true leader and a guy that loves the game of football. And not only that, he has the skill set, man. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's blessed and he's, he's gifted. And, and I'm telling you right now, um, next year when he gets that opportunity, because I already know what he is, he's going to get that opportunity to get out there and showcase himself to the world. We got Coach Rudy Griffin on the phone, guys, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning into In My Own Words, the podcast, high show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information here. Coach Griffin, you, uh, you've been around the game of football a long time. High school ball, college ball, 14 years, you know, in this game, around this game. But you are now the head coach, the head man at Bessemer City High School. What's been kind of the biggest transition from, for, uh, for you going from being an assistant, being a position coach, being a coordinator to now you're the head guy. You're trying to get the coaching staff to buy in, the support staff, the teachers, the players What's been the biggest transition in trying to get guys to buy into your philosophy as now a head coach? The thing hurdle right now is that um, coronavirus kind of came in and kind of changed things up for us. Um, you know, I was blessed to be able to come in, you know, a week and a week and a half before 
you know, everything kind of shut down. So I got a chance to meet with the guys and meet with the players and, you know, started building that rapport and that relationship with the guys. Um, so that was a blessing. Um, but, you know, I guess one of the biggest challenges, is, you know, is just, you know, everything stops with you. And uh, and that's that's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just that it is what it is, you know, with the position. And uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I embrace that, and I'm, you know, and I'm fired up by that opportunity. But you know, every, everybody's been great here in the community of Bessemer. Um, my superintendent's great, uh, Dr. Jeter, Dr. Autumn Jeter. Uh, my principal, uh, Mr. Souls, he's he's unbelievable. And then also uh, uh, my ba- the basketball head basketball coach here, uh, Coach Patrick, he's been great here. And so everybody here in the community has been outstanding. And, and, and listen, we're it's a football community, and uh, everybody's fired up about the opportunity to do something special. Uh, they did something. Uh, they did something great last year. I thought uh, Coach, another former Alabama player who was a head football coach here last year, Coach Andrew Zhao, he did an outstanding job here last year. Went eight and two, and uh, almost had a chance to win the region championship. But I'm fired up about the opportunity, man, and, and uh, me and my family, and and uh, we're just ready to get going. Well, definitely, Coach Griffin, of course, myself and uh, our, our lead scout and recruiting analyst, Justin Smith, we're going to definitely find a way to get to some games here for Bessemer City in the upcoming season to check you guys out. But we got Coach open, open invitation. We got Coach Griffin here on the show, How to Show Him the Streets, In My Own Words, the podcast, former Alabama defensive lineman and the head coach of Bessemer City Schools. My man, we appreciate you for coming on. You be blessed, be safe, have a great weekend. All right, man, you too, man. Y'all stay safe. Always great to have Coach Rudy Griffin on talking some Alabama football and his new job as the head man for Bessemer City High School. Definitely got to go out there and check you know, the football team out. But we take another break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Upon our return, we get to Justin Smith, who's got big news in Crimson Tide recruiting. Don't touch that down. We're coming back. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We're back into the action, ladies and gentlemen, on the hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. Still being your time, Bama Nation, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. But we go to the hotline right now. We pick up another guest, our lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, Justin Smith. Justin, what's going on, buddy? Not much, Steven. Fantastic. Got, got to have you on here, Justin. Now, before we get into 
the latest news here in recruiting. First and foremost, news coming out on one Tongia Tongavangoa in the transfer portal. What are your thoughts on Leah being in the portal? How does this affect Alabama as far as positive, as far as negative? How does, how does this affect the Crimson Tide? Because I know you spent a great deal of time looking at this 2019 class with Talia in the portal. How does this affect Alabama? Um, I think it affects Alabama in terms of depth. In terms of depth, as they had that a lot of depth in the quarterback room in that 2019 class, bringing in Paul Tyson and Talia talking about a little but they. But with the depth they had, I think they're not going to be too impacted by the depth. But I think they're just losing a guy in terms of a guy having a competitive spirit. I think he was a really competitive guy. I remember him watching remember watching him at Thompson High School before games, getting into the opponent's face during the game. So they're they're losing a competitive a competitor into Leah. Talk about Lord, but in my mind, I think I think this opens the door for them to pull in a quarterback in the 2020, 2021 recruiting class. Looking at the guys they are currently targeting, when you look at Miller Moss, a four-star quarterback out of California, and also Jalen Miro, a four-star dual-threat quarterback out of Texas. So I think this opened the, opens the door for Alabama and those guys. When if you if you are one of those guys looking at Alabama's quarterback room with Talia. Talk about Loa included. It was kind of an intimidation factor in terms of if you're going to be able to play. You know, a lot of kids want to come in and play immediately. And looking at that quarterback room with Talia, talk about Loa, Bryce Young, Paul Tyson, and also Matt Jones. It's kind of it was kind of hard for Alabama to sell that to a guy. But now with Alabama losing Talia, talk about Loa, extra scholarship is opened up, and the possibility of coming in and competing and possibly playing is a more of a possibility. Now, as we dive into the big news of the day, just, of course, you broke the story for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Another South Florida native, another wide receiver from the South Florida area, Ja'Cory Brooks, a four-star, has given his yes to Nick Saban and the, the Crimson Tide for the 2021 class, making this the fourth commitment. How big is this getting Brooks you know, from Miami? What does he bring Alabama in terms of size, speed, route running? How important was getting this young man to commit? I think this is very important for several reasons. The first reason is the fact that the wide receiver position is a priority position for Alabama in the 2021 recruiting class. They may pull in three to four wide receivers in this class, so it's huge for Alabama in terms of them wanting to add some wide receivers in the 2021 recruiting class. As far as Ja'Cory Brooks playing style on the field, he, he has one of those lengthy wide receivers at 6'3", weighs approximately 183 pounds. He has some developed muscle. When you look at him, you can tell that he's pretty ripped up as his muscle is, muscle is very developed for a kid his size. And I think he's going to grow some more heading into his senior season. We see that a lot with wide receivers heading into the senior season as they start to get recruited and they start to talk more and more with college coaches. They try to develop their route running more to reach the next level. So this is a kid who could make a huge jump in between his junior season and his senior season, which is something you like to see out of a wide receiver. Alabama's five-star wide receiver signing. Javon Baker did that during his junior to senior season on um, summer. So I think Joe Corey Brooks can make a make a jump in terms of that. I think his speed is not breakaway speed, but I think it's a bit underrated because this is a kid who runs a 22-second, 200-meter run. So that puts him right into the category of what Devonta Smith ran when he was a track runner. So when you look at uh, Corey Brooks, I think he's a nice fit for Alabama. Another South Florida wide receiver, the Florida to Alabama pipeline, looks to be alive and well with Alabama pulling in Corey Brooks. 
Huge for the Crimson Tide, getting Brooks there for the 2021 class, getting that commitment from Brooks out of the South Florida area. Joined here by Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, the boots on the ground in terms of recruiting. Justin, appreciate you coming on, man, giving the information. You have a good one. Always great they're hearing from Justin Smith, but continuing the conversation of Talia Tongavangoa and you as well, the fans, 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. As we're talking, Talia Tongavangoa, 205-448-1358, just echoing the same thought and the same sentiment that Justin had. You know, Leo is, Leo is highly competitive, and he didn't just get in your face. He wanted you know, the best out of, you know, his teammates. He wanted the best out of, you know, everybody on the field. And what's crazy was he was actually starting to get thicker. I know I saw him when Tua was making his announcement to declare for the draft. He got thicker in the neck area. He was thicker in the chest. He was thicker in the hips, thicker in the calf muscles. Neil was actually putting weight on. Like Scott Cochran, before he made the move to Georgia, he was actually helping Talia put muscle on, put weight, put weight on, bulk up, become more physical. So Neil was actually starting to get that SEC body prepared for the upcoming season. You know, unfortunately, when you have these young men that want to play right away, they don't want to wait. They want to play right now, especially when they come in so highly talented, so highly regarded, so highly recruited. And I remember how, you know, the 2019 class, the conversation was, you know, oh my goodness, we have Tua. We saw how great Tua was. We saw how dynamic Tua was, how much of a pure passer and a leader Tua was. And now we have his brother, Talia, who's the right-handed version of Tua. Nick Saban's going to be knocking up quarterbacks for the next six to eight years. That was the conversation. Everybody was so happy to have Leah as a part of the program. So, you lose a very fiery young man. You lose a very competitive young man. You lose somebody who, you know, wants to be on the field, who wants to to give his all. But as a you know, former Alabama defensive lineman, head coach of Bessemer City High School, Rudy Griffin has, you know, recently stated in a previous segment, you know, it's the next man up mentality. And this becomes a huge opportunity for you know Mac Jones growing more this becomes a huge opportunity for you know Bryce Young to do even more pushing now Bryce Young was going to push regardless of Talia being there or not but now Bryce Young does even more pushing because okay with Leah out the way now it's Mac and now it's just now it's just Mac and Paul Tyson now I can come in here and really do some pushing and now Here's a chance for Paul Tyson to show that, look, people, I am bigger than just being Paul Bear Bryant's great-grandson. I know my great-grandpappy put the program on the map, built the program up in the 60s and 70s, but, you know, I'm a guy that's got really strong, strong, accurate arm. I'm a guy that can put the ball directly where these receivers want to be at, and I'm a guy that is a little bit more athletic also than what people give you know me credit for. Paul Tyson has filled out his body at 6'5", 235, 240 pounds. So this gives 
this gives Bryce Young a chance. This gives Paul Tyson chances to push. And this gives Mac Jones the opportunity to continue to grow and get even better as, you know, he will trot out there week one, you know, as the starting quarterback. So, though, it it, it sucks not having Leah. It, it sucks seeing him in the portal. But once again, I, I can understand. I can understand. We're in a day and age where if I'm not playing right now, if I'm not the guy right now, if I'm not at the top of the totem pole right now, then I got to go somewhere where I can play. And especially after seeing your older brother you know, come to Alabama, work his way in, become the starting quarterback, get all the accolades that he got, and not just that, go to the national, go to the NFL draft where he is drafted number you know, five overall to the Miami Dolphins. Hey, if you are a, if you're Leah, gotta do what you gotta do. But we take a phone call right now on the show. You're live on in my own words, the podcast on a Friday on a festive Friday. And what's going on? Live on in my own words. What's going on, caller? We're gonna talk something. You're live on in my own words. What's on your mind? Hey, Steven, man. This is Thomas from Selma, Alabama. Live on the show, caller. You hear me? I can hear you now. All right. How are you, man? This is uh, this is Thomas from Selma, Alabama. How we doing, Thomas? Well, I'm living it. Well, I'm living in Dothan, Alabama, right now. But you know, I'm I'm from Selma, Alabama. But I had a, I want to start this off with a question. How long do I have? I have a couple things I want to talk about. You got uh, you got time for about got time for about one or two. Okay, I'll give you two. Well, my first is, okay, now that Talia is entering the transfer portal, you know, I mean, entering the transfer portal doesn't mean that you necessarily are going to transfer because we've seen Scooby Carter, you know, he entered the transfer portal and then he came back, but then he entered the transfer portal again. But I think in this situation, it's a little different. I think it's a guarantee that Talia is gone Yeah, because I, of the tour situation. Yeah, definitely, definitely this is a guarantee. Right. Right, right. So my question is, does that mean, because I know this wasn't a big quarterback recruiting year for us this year in 2021, so that does that mean we have to land somebody like Miller Moss or Jalen Miro? I know you're not, you know, you're not the recruiting uh, advisor. That that would be um, Justin, right? But, that would be I mean, Justin. You know, just give me some insight, you you know, what, what you think about, like, do we have to land a quarterback in this 2021 class? I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say you have to, but Nick Saban likes to at least get one. Each recruiting class, Saban and like, likes to at least have one quarterback. So knowing Coach Saban, he wants to get one. Okay, and, and I agree. I think I think we at least need to sign one. You know, no matter who that is. And I know they they will they will end up signing somebody they like. You know, yeah. they're gonna give away a scholarship, you know. Absolutely. So, so, so at the very least, they want to sign at least one guy. Now that they want to sign a high-rated guy, they want to sign. They want to sign a guy that they can feel can run this offense. But more times than not, Coach Saban at least wants to bring one quarterback in here. But uh, my man, appreciate the call. Keep listening to us. Oh, I, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. I just wanted to ask you that question, and uh, I'll get back with you another time. Thank you, Steven. No problem. That was Thomas there calling out of Selma. But we're going to take a, another break here on the show when we get back, folks. Still talking Crimson Tide football as we dive into the offensive line. And we'll touch that up right after this. 
If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the show, folks. In my own words, the podcast on a Friday, hottest show in the streets, best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information. So, what does this mean for a guy like Bryce Young, seeing one Talia Tangavangoa in the transfer portal? Well, first and foremost, it gives Bryce Young an opportunity now to go after just one guy, right? With, with Leah in the picture, Young was going after both Leah and uh, Mac Jones. Now with Leah in the portal, uh, Bryce Young goes fully after one guy, and that being Jones for the starting quarterback role. And I go back to, once again, to a tongue of all for just a moment here. And uh, what, what, made, what made Tua, and not just Tua, what made guys like Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Johnny Manziel, I've got, and even Jake Fromm, his freshman year at Georgia, what made guys like that special was for defenses, they didn't know how to take them. They didn't know how to play them. They didn't know how to scheme for them. There was no scouting report. They had no film. And you kind of had to play those guys on the fly. It was trial by error, trial by fire. And uh, when you have to play guys trial by fire, Nine times out of ten, it does not work because you're gauging trying to see, okay, what are they? What are their tendencies? Do they work well under pressure? Do they not work well under pressure? Do I blitz four to five? Do I send three, drop seven, eight back into coverage? Defenses are trying to figure out how can I rough this guy up? How can I affect this guy? How can I frustrate this guy? Because we don't know how to deal with him. We've never seen this type of player before. We've never seen this guy before. So that's a huge feather in the cap of Bryce Young. He has a chance to get out there on the field and frustrate a lot of defensive coordinators, uh, defensive players on the field, because they will not know how to defend. They will not know how to take. They will not know how to play. They will not know how to gauge him because they have no film. They have no film. They have no study. They have nothing to go off of, nothing to base on how do we play, you know, Bryce Young. And it's almost kind of, you know, a blessing in disguise that, you know, Young did not even have, you know, spring ball or Alabama did not have spring ball or spring practice because if spring ball would have happened, it would have at least given opposing defenses and uh, defensive coordinators, defensive, you know, head coaches and, uh, you know, players a, a sneak peek of, you know, what could Young provide if Alabama would have had a spring game because of the coronavirus pandemic, no spring game, which – 
which leads to, you know, no ability to figure out what does Bryce Young do the best? What does he do? What does he do well? What does he what does he like to go to? Does he like to roll out of the pocket? He's the guy that stands back in the pocket and throws the football. So just off the on just on the, the onset, just on the surface, not having, you know, Leah or having Talia into the portal, this gives Bryce Young a chance to get on the field and completely go toe-to-toe with Mac Jones and prove that, yes, I'm a freshman. Yes, I didn't have spring practice. Yes, I didn't have A-Day. Yes, I didn't get that opportunity to really bond with the guys on this field. But I have something that, you know, Mac Jones does not have. I have, whatever that may be, I have that particular it factor. I have that particular intangible. I have that particular, you know, wherewithal to where if I'm in this game, if I'm the start, if I'm the starting quarterback, if I'm the guy, I'm gonna take this Alabama football team and I'm gonna lead them to a national championship. Just seeing how, you know, Bryce Young does come from a powerhouse school in modern day in California. So just off the onset. The one thing that Bryce Young does present is that wild card of he's a mystery. You don't know what he can do. You don't know what he can provide. You don't know what he can bring because you've never seen him in a college game. Yes, opposing defenses can turn on high school film and see what he did in high school. That's fine. But at the same time, he's done some growing from his high school time to where he is right now. So, you really don't know how to gauge him until you actually get him on the field. So right now, at this very point in time, you don't know what you're going to see. You don't know how to take Bryce Young is is what I'm saying. So that's, that's the big news. Now, right now, do I still see Mac Jones being the starting quarterback? Most definitely. Do I still see Mac Jones being trotted out there as the guy week one? Absolutely. Because honestly... The biggest difference between Jones and Jalen Hurts is as much as I value and respect Jalen Hurts, you know, Hurts did not learn how to become a true, a marquee passer distributor of the football until his final year at Alabama with Dan Enos as the quarterback coach and his first year his only year in Oklahoma. Also along with that, Jalen had a fear of making a mistake. It's if I throw a pick, if I turn the ball over, if I fumble the football, if I make a mistake, what's going to happen to me? Is Coach Saban going to bench me? Am I going to lose my job? Is Nick Saban going to pull me? And when you're playing at Alabama, when you're playing under Coach Saban, when you're playing in the SEC, when you're playing in a Power 5 conference, you cannot afford to play with fear. You cannot afford to have fear. And, of course, Jalen Hurts had those fears, and those fears led to you know him uh, at times not giving wide receivers an opportunity to make the plays on the field, not giving them an opportunity to go up and snatch the football. Mac Jones does not have that fear. We saw it against Auburn and the Iron Bowl. He was getting tattooed by one of the best defensive fronts in college football, but still gave Jalen Waddle, still gave Henry Ruggs, still gave Devontae Smith, still gave Jerry Judy every single opportunity to elevate and catch the football. Football. Even if they did not come down with the ball and did not make the play, Jones was going to still provide them with that chance to make a play on the football. Same thing in the Michigan game. Jones did the exact same thing. So when I look at a Bryce Young, 
she would give the wide receivers a chance to make a play on the football. And with Leah in the transfer portal, Young is a guy that's now full on has one guy to beat out, you know, for the pure starting job, and that would be Mac Jones at the quarterback position. But there's a there's a short video here. But I definitely want to have played on the show as Alabama head coach Nick Saban does the ultimate. He pays the ultimate tribute. He pays the ultimate homage to a World War II veteran in Major Wooten, a native of the Birmingham area. Check out this video. This is Coach Saban paying homage to Major Wooten. Is that the coach? Hi, Coach. I like your hat. I appreciate that. I got two of them. Two for everything. I've been an Alabama fan ever since 1938. We're trying to get our players back here sometime so we can start coaching them for the season, but uh, hopefully in a few weeks maybe that can happen. But I'm glad to see you doing well. And, uh, geez, you know, you being a veteran, we really appreciate your service and all you did. And I can't imagine landing on Utah Beach. I, back in the day, but uh, that must have been quite an experience. But uh, anyway, we appreciate your support for all these years and uh, hope you got many more years to come. So that'll be great. But uh, we're kind of, you know, on pause here because of this pandemic stuff. But we're looking forward to trying to get our players back. We're trying to focus on what we need to do every day to get them ready so when we come back, we'll be better for it. Cool gesture there from Nick Saban. But as always, folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, and content, you can download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Very simple and easy to do. You get it from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. The podcast options if you're checking out iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. We've got you locked and loaded right here. And if the good Lord sees fit, I I will return on Monday giving you more Crimson Tide football. But husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate, value those husbands. Children still find ways to legitimately not be bored. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones around you. Enjoy your Mother's Day weekend. This has been yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. And this is in my own words. 